to the Runner X Podcast, where we talk about all things running. As many runners know, it's 90% mental. So join Coach Valerie and Coach Caroline as we go through the mental side of running. Okay, welcome to the Runner X Podcast. Um, today's topic is one that um, Valerie and I have been talking a lot about, is water intake. And how much water do you need? Um, do you need water when I'm strength training? Do I need water when I'm running? Um, one of the things that I think is really powerful lately, as I was talking about in an earlier episode, I'm trying to be more mindful of my eating um, and nutrition. And because what I was finding when I became more mindful of it was I would eat when I was tired. I would eat when I was bored. Okay, so I would find it as a way to keep, really to keep myself awake. If I wanted to take a three o'clock nap in the afternoon and I was working, um, rather than sit down for 10 minutes and close my eyes for 10 minutes, which is probably all I needed, um, I would go and grab, you know, a handful of peanuts or um, a candy bar or something like that. Um, and when I became more aware of it, 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 that's what helped me start to lose the weight. Then the other thing that I started doing is when, when you become mindful of, Oh, I think I'm hungry. And it usually is. I think I'm hungry or my stomach is, is empty, right? It's uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, one of the things that, that somebody said is get eight ounces of water and just drink eight ounces of water and wait 15 minutes. If you're, if it's still hungry, then get something small to eat or make the plan to eat. But if you just kind of resetting that idea of, oh, I'm hungry, oh, this is uncomfortable, I'm going to eat, the idea of taking in a little bit of water that sometimes we're hungry, we're really just thirsty. Right. So talk about that. Should, uh, you know, because we've talked about too that I, uh, when I'm working out with you for an hour or whatever, I'm doing something, I'll stop and get water and I'm not really thirsty. I'm just really wanting a break. Well, it's funny. And guys, if any of you guys do, uh, like I, I do... I do, I, I coach CrossFit classes. And so traditionally, most of the workouts or the wads are generally 12 minutes or less. I mean, sometimes we do a longer one. So I'm like, you do not need to stop and drink water once it's three, two, one, go. And the reason I say that is because it's mental. Yeah. Meaning we've been in here warming up. We've been in here doing stuff. So in that 12 minute realm, focus on just the workout. And I'm telling you, like we laugh and like I said, if you do CrossFit, it's the same as the chalk bucket. You know, it's like you go over to the chalk bucket, not really because you need chalk, but you know you're going to get that extra 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's little breaks. Like you are literally. And that's what happens when you breaks. run. You cut, you go out so, and you go, I'm going to walk through the run, through okay. the water stop. Right. Exactly. So for example, and this is really funny, by the way. So, you know, when I went to college in the 90s, 90 to 94 were my college years. And that's when they started saying everyone needs to drink. 64 ounces of water. So all of a sudden, every kinesiology major is dragging around a milk jug across campus <laughs> filled with water. And everyone basically starts hydrating themselves. They're telling runners, you need to be drinking water. Well, guess what? Runners started to have an unfortunate response, which is basically a dilution of the kidney. When you put too much water in the system, you flush out the electrolytes. So I'll tell you a little story. I ran a marathon. Um, this was 21 years ago. And we got to the, and this was back, there was no chip timing. There was nothing. You just showed up at the marathon and whatever happened, happened, right? So we get to the marathon. 
and there's water every mile, right? Every mile there's water. So she and I had made a thing where like, we're not gonna stop every mile. Let's do every other mile. So that we kind of had already had that. So anyway, we get to the halfway mark and at the halfway point, they said, hey guys, we've got blue Gatorade. Yeah. So I was like, oh good. Something yeah. new and different. It's not water. <laughs> it's not water. Yeah. So I drank some of that blue Gatorade. Well, my friend doesn't like blue Gatorade, so she's stuck with water. Okay. So we finished the marathon, and we actually, by the way, finished the marathon and went and got lunch after. We're driving home, and she says to me, I'm kind of sleepy. Do you mind if I sleep? And I said, Absolutely not. I'll wake you up when we get home. We get, I drop her off. Like, anyway, we get to her house. I'd wake her up, drop her off. See you later. Um, remember, this is 21 years ago. We didn't have the cell phones and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, I get home, and my husband had surprised me with a bag of Epsom salts. At the time, I didn't know what that was. And he said, I read that you can take a bath in this, <laughs> and it'll help with your muscle soreness. So I was like, oh, how fun. So I call my friend to say, tell your husband to go buy you some Epsom salts. Yeah. Well, guess what? She was in the hospital. She spent three days in a coma. Three days. Wow. What the doctor said is because she had, we had drunk too much water. Apparently, we had drunk too much in that, even though we did every other. Yeah. We had still over, had too much water in the system. She flushed her kidneys. Her She went into renal failure. Her kidneys shut down. Wow. She was in a coma for three days and has never run a marathon again, but she does do halves. But that was the first time we'd ever heard of this hyponatremia. Okay. Well, now it's happening it happens a lot more than we know. Right. And the problem is this. Most of us are already hydrated. We live our life hydrated. You drink water during the day. You may, maybe you drink tea or cola or whatever, but it's still hydration. You eat food, fruits and vegetables. So then when you get to an event where you're going to exert yourself, if you keep trying to load the system and load the system, whether it's water or too much, you can actually do unfortunate damage. So... Anyway, at the time, we'd never heard of this. You know, her family was like, she's never hanging out with you again. It was a very scary situation, but it made me go into more research. And the reality is, is most of us need to play with it ourselves, meaning you need to sense how you're feeling. Instead of just taking water because it's at the water stop, what have you been training with? So part of what we talk about is in our training, we want to stay always hydrated, always ready you know, we want to train our, our nutrition, but you're going to find for most of you that it's not even the water you're needing, it's the break you want. Okay. And the doctor actually said that if we probably, if she wouldn't have had anything, we probably had plenty in our system. Okay. So we actually flooded our system. And the only reason she said I probably was fine is because I switched to the Gatorade. So switching to the Gatorade, I put electrolytes back in the system. Okay. You see, and that's where things start to get, you know, and again, to be fair, guys, she and I, when we did our long runs and training, we didn't take water with us. So yeah. we've been really training. You'd already been training without, your body. Without okay. to, to kind of go, not like we're dehydrated, but to not feel like you have to stop and drink water. I mean, think about it. If you stop every single mile of a marathon to drink, you yeah. know, just because there's a water stop there, that's 26 stops. Yeah. That's a lot of water. Look at the elite runners. They drink every 5K and they drink a certain amount. So you've got to train your nutrition and hydration with your training. But guys, just be careful because we are definitely oversold. So talk about that book you were you, you mentioned. Yeah, I read this book. It's called um, 
waterlogged by Tim Noakes. It's a very interesting read, and he, by the way, is very um, a humble man because he was a huge proponent of carb loading back in the day. He was part of creating the goo that we all take now. And then he ended up getting diabetes and completely reversed his whole life. But he found with the waterlog, and it's, it's a lot of studies and a lot of good reading, we're all drinking probably more than we need. And we have this thought that we need to keep hydrating, keep hydrating. What well, actually can limit your performance. Okay. So it's so much better to just stay hydrated. Right. And then, kind of like you're saying, if you are thirsty, you'll know it because you've already worked, your, you've already had this conversation with yourself. Right. You know, and, and again, we're not, please, please don't think we're saying don't drink water. We, right. We both right. drink water. But <laughs> to be fair, and, and I know Caroline knows this, she, so if someone's going to run, say, a longer marathon, they're actually, even though they're out longer on the course, they're not exerting as much. Right. They actually don't need as much as you would think. The person in the front that's running faster is actually the one generating more heat, is actually the one where their cellular processes are working much harder. They're the ones that probably need even more, and they're actually taking less. So you see what I yeah, mean? Yeah. But we used to watch people, and they'd be going out for their 10-mile or whatever, and they got more. They got a oh, belt that on was me. with goose on. Before I met you, I had, I had a coach, and he was a great guy. But he used to joke that I look like a camel. Because I had, I'm not right. kidding you guys, I carried 40, yeah. 40, 40, 40 ounces of water on right. my belt. So that was there alone. How many extra pounds was I carrying right. and didn't even right. think about it? But I carried the extra pounds because I was quote unquote, and I'm saying this with air quotes, guys, a slow runner. So because it was going to take me five to six hours, I had done a few half marathons at the three hour mark and had come to those water stops and it was hot and I did need water and I didn't have it. So I was bound and determined that I was going to carry my, if you're not going to supply me with water, I'm going to carry my own, damn it. Right. So I did that. I was one of those people. And now what's crazy is that now I realize, you know, hydrate before, hydrate the week before. You don't carbo-load the night before. Right. You carbo-load for months before, <laughs> weeks before. Well, loading doesn't work. Right. You can't, it just like spot workouts, yes, you yes. can't spot yeah. fix your abs. Yeah. You can't not eat, right. like be a vegan for six months of your training and then all of a sudden think you can eat a pile of pasta right. the night before and be okay. Right. It just isn't going to work. So I, I wasn't thinking like thinking it through, I was kind of reading all of the, the yeah. runner magazines and stuff like that. And now actually, guys, I'm a site manager for runs here in Dallas. And I can tell you that we, we really do work hard to make sure that we give you a great course experience. But it's more because of your perception of the course experience, not because you need it. And you want to know how I know that? Because when we came out of the pandemic... We had to do less. We can't, we could only have bottled water. We suddenly had to change the way we were doing races here in Texas to be able to not, you know, infringe on people. You know, I can't hand you water. I can't mix the water. You, you now have to do it yourself. And you want to know something? Nobody's passing out. Right. We're not having more injuries or more pass outs or more. Um, actually, it's easier to clean the right. race that way. We, we don't have to stay five hours picking up, you know, cups, cups and <laughs> stuff like that and goo off the, off right. the, the packets. Um, but it's amazing how we condition ourselves. And like you said, you condition yourself and, that I need that break. Right. And what's so funny 
is like people have gotten to where they expect the race to be like serving them. Yes. Like I, w- I wonder what the race is going to have. Yeah. And I did. A, I used to do a lot of trail runs, which I love. And by the way, trail running is really different than yeah. road running. So <laughs> just keep that in mind because like they're going to have a water stop or aid station every six to eight miles if you're lucky. Yeah. So then you do have to pack and carry. Yeah. But it's a different thing. Anyway. But we would always be like, oh, I can't wait to see what they've got at the <laughs> aid station. And so Caroline's laughing, but she's right. Since there's less at the aid stations, it's not like people are, they just realize they didn't really need it. Yeah. You see what I mean? And by the way, the same kind of with the goo, I was telling her, when goo first came out, which by the way, when goo first came out, I was a huge fan. That was back in my sugar days. Because again, remember, I went to school for this and we were taught carb, 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 carb. Mm-hmm. This was in the 90s. And so thankful that I was young. (laughs) So they were like, and it doesn't matter, just sugar, 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 right? Right. So out comes this goo, which is literally like, to me, when I first had my first goo, it tasted like, remember frosting out of a can? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. That's what it tasted like to me, frosting out of a can. And I'm a sugar addict, so I was like, well, this is amazing. And but by the way, on the packet, it said, take every 45 to 60 minutes. So for a half marathon... Really, that's one packet. Yeah. And it's enough. However, since I love the flavor, I was like, man, for my marathons, four goos. And then yeah. I would look forward to every, every 45 hit. to 60 minutes, <laughs> I get to have some chocolate, right? And to be fair, if that's what you look forward to, I have nothing against it. It's a lot of fun. However, as I continued in my training, those packets switched to saying 30 minutes. Do you really think our physiology changed? Or yeah. they just want yeah, to sell more packets? Said, yeah, I said it's because they want to sell more packets. So, I mean, it's like we were showing up to races just to try different flavors of goo. I mean, yeah. you know, it was yeah. like so weird. And now that I don't do sugar anymore, um, I can't imagine. If someone handed me a goo right now, I probably, you know, I don't know, my insulin would spike so Yeah, high. it's funny. I remember the first goo I ever had on a, on a training run. I actually threw up because it was just too much. Um, but I was one of those people, guys, you know, I have my 40, I have my 40 ounces of water and I had my caffeinated goo. I had caffeinated goo and I had caffeinated, I mean, I'm a caffeine junkie. I don't drink, I don't drink um, coffee. I take pure Viverin, like put it into my, tap that adrenal thing. So I am super caffeinated person. But my point is, is with all of this, and you'll learn this as you hopefully stay with us and, and. And you start researching more. If you're new to running, read the books, read the studies, read everything. But most of it, most of all, practice. Yeah. But the thing I was going to say is, and and I learned this the hard way through marketing, and that's why when she said 30 minutes, we're being sold a bill of goods, guys. The shoes are not going to help you, right? The shoes are not going to make you run faster. That tank top is not going to wick away, you know, the whole don't wear, um, I love the whole, I'm wearing these big, thick cotton socks. And I will tell you that I was told never wear cotton socks. Cotton socks is all I can wear because I'll blister. And I learned that the hard way walking a 60, I did the 60 mile walk. I did about four of those in my, in my days too, which is again, a totally different animal. You're not allowed to run those. You have to walk them. But, um, so you're uh, realize that a lot of times guys you're being marketed to, you are being sold the goo, you are being sold the Gatorade, you are being sold the quick fix. And as Runner X um, really tries to, as much as, yes, we have 
balls and stretches and things like that. And we do want you to come into our membership. But at the end of the day, we're not going to sell you a shoe. We don't have any shoes that we really uh, sponsor. Um, we don't, we're not going to sell you uh, any, any yeah. kind of products. We're going to sell you how to use gravity and muscle elasticity. And your own body weight. And your own body weight. That's yeah. it. That's it. We, I mean, I really try to, I, I think about that a lot when I was running, that running was supposed to be easy, right? You just put on your shoes and you go out wow. and run. And then it became this huge sport for me where I had a $500 watch and I had a $200 pair of shoes that I had to get every 500 miles. And, you know, and I had, um, you know, a $200 uh, entry fee. Yeah. And that was only if I was, and if I was local, that was cool. But if it wasn't local, you know, let's add on all that travel to it. Suddenly this very inexpensive sport became very expensive. So I'm kind of on that train right now where I want everybody to come back to the idea that it really is inexpensive. And it, fun. It really is. And it can be joyous. And maybe it's because I'm turning 55 and you get older and you start looking for the joy in life. But, um, so anyway, back to the water. Uh, Waterlogged is the name of the book. Um, we just want you to be aware of, have awareness of do you really need the water or do you just need a break? Um, and why do you need the break? Do you need the break because uh, you think you need a break? Do you need the break because you're having stinking thinking and you're thinking this is hard and this is awful and I hate doing this? And then, you know, get into that perception, get into that mind awareness of where where your head's at and if you are in a race then change that thought nope this is going to be easy this is this is this is light this is fun and this yeah, is what and, i train for right and by the way if you do need to stop 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 like be just as be just as grace like give yourself that grace, grace. yeah like, i need the water then take it take it you know that's what we're telling you it's just that don't think that just because there's a water stop I should stop. Yeah, I was going to say a lot That's of times um, what I would do, especially in the hot, we have really hot summers here in Texas and it's very humid. I would sometimes just take it, swish it around, spit it out. Sure. Because I just, it wasn't that I needed the water to drink because um, I was sloshing. I needed the water in my mouth. Oh, yeah, and because I know I was, people that like to chew gum, and I know people that want to hold their bottle. And, again, that's what I love about training is when you find that for yourself. Yeah. And it, it works for you, then you know you found what works for you rather than being like, oh, so-and-so chews gum, so will I. Yeah. So, and you know, like, we all do that, by the way. I did it, too. It's like, oh, you use that? I'll try it. Because we're all trying to find. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. So then when you start to realize, like, okay, you know what? This feels good for me. I tell you what, it makes the running even that much better. Yep. Okay, guys, we will talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us on the RunRx podcast. If you'd like to know more, join us at www.runrx.fit. And if you have additional questions that you'd like answered on the podcast, email us at support at runrx.fit.